What's up, Cubs? Just sloppy as all fucking get out. Trapzilla City. Babe, I'm gonna keep dancing on that bridge till the stars come home. And cheer up, babe. Fucking knocked it out of the park, <laughs> dude. What's up, Cubs? What, what the f- Did I just blow a fuse? I think I just blew a fuse on my light right when I went to get started. Okay. That felt symbolic. That felt the timing of that was insane. Hold on. Did I blow a fuse in this whole corner? Did I blow is this not charging anymore? This isn't even charging anymore, dude. Blew the fuse in the whole corner of my corner of my basement. Do we have a power outage? So because batteries exist, the camera stayed rolling, the microphone stayed rolling, because the computer stayed on. We just got a power outage in the whole house. I'll be back. I'll be. Uh, we'll be, we'll be back later. <laughs> What's up, Cubs? Just sloppy as all fucking get out. Trapzilla City, babe. I'm gonna keep dancing on that bridge till the stars come home. Cheer up, babe. Fucking knocked it out of the park, <laughs> dude. All right, so let's go ahead and give that another shot. What's up, Cubs? Welcome to episode 95 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. Holy crap, dude. Holy crap. Did you like the little behind the scenes that you got to see during that? Very take your shoes off podcast, okay? Very Tyso podcast style. If I do say so myself, three of you are going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Dude, that was the craziest timing of it. That was like, literally, that was like God being like, not right now. I'm sitting there pumping to the intro song like, oh, here comes the intro. Let's get ready. Let's get let's get ready to have some fun. And then God goes, no. And I go, oh, fuck. Okay. I guess I'll record it six hours later. <laughs> it's been cra- I've been so busy. I've been so busy, babe. All right. I'm, I know you're worried. I mean, the odds of this episode that I'm currently saying into this microphone dropping on Monday are slim to none. Probably going to be a Tuesday. Might be a Monday night. Might be a Monday night podcast, but right now you're just kicking it with me in my living room. For those of you not watching, just listening, you are just kicking it with me in my downstairs living room. Got my big screen TV right here that I just absolutely shred Red Dead Redemption to for like, you know, once every few months when I have a moment alone. And we're just vibing. All right. This is going to be such a laid back, chill fucking episode. We're just vibing. I mean, obviously, we haven't got to talk to each other. This is almost the third week that we didn't get to talk to each other. And that just can't be. That just can't happen. Oh, and the reason that we are sitting in this living room together, you know, you just perched right here on my lap, is that (laughs) the studio doesn't exist anymore. All right. If you remember three weeks ago, I said we're listening to the house. I've been doing a lot of work. It's been very, very hard to get episodes out just simply because time constraints of when we want to list the house and whatnot. I mean, this is no exaggeration. I have to paint every surface of this house, every single surface of this house, every single square inch, every single square inch. You know how irritating it is to paint a wall when there's carpet butted up against the wall and no trim? 
That's how the downstairs is. You know how irritating it is to try to put blue light, painter's tape along the wall, but it's got to be tucked. It's got to be tucked in because if it's not tucked in, when you remove it, there's going to be a little drop of paint in the carpet. You know how hard paint is to get out of carpet? I digress, babe. That's not what we're here to have a fucking fun time. We're going to have a fun time this week. I'm just getting you up to speed of like, yo, I'm not even going to apologize because it's like I would I would rather be doing the freaking podcast, of course. I would way rather be talking to you than painting. So I'm not going to apologize for not dropping episodes the last two weeks. It just is what it is. And just know it's going to, oh, dude, I can't wait to the time for the time when everything's freaking done. And I just get to just get to pump out the clips. I haven't put out clips. I haven't put out posts. I haven't put out episodes. I haven't put out any sort of content about the den in so long simply because of the fact that your man's is burning here's a candle okay if you're watching you get it if you're listening bear with me here's a candle perched precariously in my hand just precariously perched right there and this candle you know usually candles have one wick this candle has 47 wicks sticking out of it, and every single one of them are lighting, and that means that that candle is burning at 47 different ends, okay? No, actually, that's not grammatically correct, VJ. The candle technically only has two ends. Fuck you. I don't have time, all right? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, dude, we're just chilling. We're having fun. I got a lot to talk to you about, but first things first, let's talk about the fact that Charlotte is a fucking star athlete, dude. Charlotte is just a natural star athlete, and it just is what it is, dude. Found out a few days ago, I was like, what the fuck? Now, Charlotte, it, it's, it's, it goes, it happens kind of a lot. Like, the second child won't be up to speed verbally as the first child was, because it's like, the first child, all they had to talk to was you, right? And then the second child comes along, especially when it's back-to-back -back like that, when we, I just fucking... Oh, baby making factory. Sorry about it. But when I just baby making factory my wife, such a beautiful way to put it. When you back to back them like that, a lot of times the second child is going to be more on pace with the words. So Lottie, it's like she gets all of her points across non-verbally. She's so aggressive. I'm obsessed with her. She's so, she's a bull in a china shop. You know why I'm obsessed with her, dude? She's me. That's why I'm obsessed with her. I see her running. She, we bought her a pair of Crocs because it's the only pair of shoes that'll fit her because her feet are literally summer sausages. Her liter, her feet are literal summer sausages because everything about her is a circle. Her big old chunky belly is a circle. Her adorable little face is a circle with the chunkiest little circular cheeks. Her hands are perfect little circles. Everything about her is a circle, including her feet. Crocs are the only thing that fit her. I hate Crocs so much until, right? Hate Crocs, every single fiber of my being. Wife wanted to buy Crocs like probably four years ago, and I said, don't do that. And she said, they're so comfortable. Oh my gosh, I can get it. Don't do that, okay? Now, I'm not a controlling guy, but I said, baby, Let's keep the passion alive. If you put Crocs on your feet, it's over for us, dude. Listen, I love you so much. I'm so I'm so infatuated with every aspect of who you are. I've loved you for a decade now, and it will crash and burn to a fucking halt. If you put Crocs on your feet, don't do it. Don't do it. That's where I was at with Crocs. And then we took the girls shoe shopping. The only pair of shoes that would actually fit Lottie's feet were Crocs obsessed with crocs holy shit she looks so cute dude i can't even stand it she's and she's just as obsessed with her crocs as i am 
because I'm sure I'm sure because it's the first pair of shoes that like fits her well that she, she likes wearing them she likes showing them off you better you bet your sweet ass those things are in sport mode 24 7 you think that you think that strap is just precariously perched on the front i've been saying precariously perched a lot inside the house and i'm sorry i don't know how many times i'm going to say precariously perched in this episode but lottie likes to climb on the edge of the couch and she stands up and she like literally wobbles but she hasn't fallen and even if she fell i trust her she'd probably just land in a freaking handstand because she's just a bull. Or she would land on her face, but she would dent the floor, and then she'd just pop up. That's more accurate. That's more accurate. But she just stands on the edge of the couch. She's precariously perched. Okay? I'm obsessed with her. She's a freaking natty athlete, dude. She's all natural. How did I find that out? I was trying to get Gracie to catch this big... It's like a... You know the you know the bullshit like Walmart balls that are just in the huge bin. They have the bungee ropes. You just reach in there, you pull the ball out, and then that's what you play with while you're at Walmart when you're 12. Like those balls, we have two of those balls. And I was throwing them to Gracie. Now Gracie, she's got a lot of things going for her. Okay, she, <laughs> she got a lot of things going for her. She's you know she's incredibly intelligent. She's super articulate. You know she's got she's got grip strength for days. Her gymnastics are off the charts. She holds conversations with adults. She intimidates adults. She intimidates adults. You know, she's got a lot of things going for her. Hand-eye coordination, not it. And that's fine, dude. Hand-eye coordination, though, same level as her father. Don't have it. And it's fine, dude. Maybe it'll develop. I don't know. It's too early to say. But as of now, if we were going based off of right now, dude, none. <laughs> None. Just absolutely dogging my children that are two and one years old. Dude, my two-year-old can't catch ball for shit. <laughs> two dads at a bar. Two dads at a bar. Like like miserable guys that are drinking to hide from their families just sitting at a bar. Be like, fucking kid. Couldn't catch ball to save his life. What is this, Friday Night Lights? But anyways... So I'm sitting there trying to get Gracie to catch. I'm trying to get her to understand the concept of catching. She just does this. She just puts her, I say, put your arms out. She puts her elbows together. And then the only way she'll catch it is if I like gently toss the ball to the point like a carnival game where it rolls to a stop in her elbow pits. Just rolls to a stop right there in the crease of her elbow. And if it rolls to a stop right there, she goes, I did it. <laughs> it's like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Great, great job. But if it lands an inch to the right to where it will, I don't know, slowly roll off of the edge of her arm, forget it. She has no time for reactions. And you might, I could have said she has no reaction time, and that would also be true. But <laughs> she just, so Lottie comes running up to me. I'm trying to play catch with Gracie. Lottie comes running up, and I was like, you want to catch? And I, and I was like, one, two, three, just tossed it at her. And she was just like, arms were down. And it like, I tossed it at her and she was just like, bam. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> just fucking, like her hands weren't even in action mode, ready to catch. I just tossed it at her. And she just, not even looking at the ball, just looking at me, just crap. She's like, anything else you need me to do, father? That was, a, that was the stare I got from the roundest face of all time. Anything else you need? And I was like, but I was like, what? And I like grabbed the ball and I was like, Lottie, you want to catch? One, two. 
I just I thought maybe the first time was a fluke, right? You gotta you gotta test the waters. You gotta test the waters. Threw it a second time, kabam. And I'm like, holy crap, take a step back. I'm probably five feet away from her. Throw it at her. Boom. Catches it up by her head. She Odell Beckham did at one point, which for a baby is crazy. If you don't think that babies are misproportioned, try to have a baby put something on their head. Okay? Their arms are literally this short. Their arms are this short. You can't put a baby, like, like a baby can't do this. A baby can't touch their fingers over their head. Literally, they're just kind of dangling here. All right, that's how short their arms are. Their, their hands will just reach, and they'll be like five inches apart from each other on the top of their head. Oh, gosh. I forgot to close the freaking gate, and now Fran's down here. Fran, you want to come and join the podcast? Come here for real quick. I'm telling stories. Come here real quick. I'm telling stories. Lottie Odell beckoned it off of her freaking forehead, and she can't even reach the top of her head. What have you done today? What have you done today? I threw it at her. It was a little bit high. She kind of reacted, but she didn't shy away from it. And she just kind of went like this. And it was just her holding a ball like this against her head. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's like, well, we found your freaking special skill right there, girl. Holy shit. The hand-eye coordination is off the charts. Off the charts. How is it going to pertain to their adulthood? Doesn't matter. Fran. Fran. Either come here or go upstairs. Don't be going into rooms and shit. I don't want you pissing in my house. I don't have bad dogs that like pee in the house, but they're never downstairs. And it's suddenly, it's like, oh, all rules are off downstairs. Come here, friend. Come say hi. Oh, just absolutely cracked yourself on my speak on my microphone. How'd that feel? Hi. Wow. Your breath smells like 10 cans of shark shit. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. I need a shower. Okay. And I know sometimes the audience is split on whether or not uh, I talk about my kids too much. And I get that. I get that. I know that some, I know that it's literally going to be like, I would say majority. Well, yeah, majority, 60% is still majority. Like 60% of people are like, yeah, I like the way he talks about his kids. You all, y'all know how obsessed I am with my family and my children. Y'all know that. And then the other half are like, and but I think about the other people that are like, well, I don't even have kids, and I listen to him to tell him, hear him tell, talk about like, I don't know, butthole jokes or some shit. And so like sometimes when I talk about the kids too much, I think about like, ah, am I talking about the kids too much? And I thought about that all the time until a week ago when my wife just laid this one out on me. We were driving in the car, and she goes, "You know, I don't even like to think about this, but I was thinking about like if you died," and I was like, "Rough start." rough start to a conversation but it's all good and i was like okay morbid as hell morbid as hell let's hear where this goes i'll bite let's let's hear where this goes she goes i was thinking about it like if you die she's like oh i don't even like to think about it says it twice says it twice to make sure that i don't have any idea about her life insurance plan that she has put out on me <laughs> she says and she said if you did i would have like so much to listen to oh such a dark twist on the silliest podcast of all time. Such a dark twist on the goofiness that is this podcast. But then immediately in that moment, I go, well, I, I talk about them. I, I thought back to like, have I ever talked shit? And then I was like, eh, only in, only in jokes. Mainly it's the fact that I'm obsessed with them. I think it would be great, you know? I think it would be great. Say I fall off a cliff. Say I fall off a cliff next week. Sure, sad, you know? Sure, someone's going to have to step up and help raise my children. <laughs> Piece of shit better watch his back. I'm going to haunt him for sure. 
You better believe I'm going to keep my eyes on him. My, my spiritual ghost eyes are going to be locked in, making sure that no fuck shit is happening behind the scenes. He better be holding a certain standard. Okay. But other than that, don't even know where the fuck I was going about it. Immediately, dude, that's how fucking stupid guys are. You know how stupid guys are? I was going down a little silly path. I was going down a little silly path and all we were doing, we were we were taking little pit stops along the way. We were following a breadcrumb here or there. We saw one on the side of the road. We got off. You know, I was going down a silly path. And on one of those breadcrumb pit stops, I brought up another man entering my house and raising my family. And I'm not even kidding you. I bet if we looked at my whoop strap right now, the visceral reaction that happened within my body of anger, of the the concept, this the sarcastic joke concept of someone stepping into my shoes within my house made me so mad, it derailed myself within my brain. Men are so fucking stupid. <laughs> Men are so dumb. Dude, you want to know how dumb men are? I laughed to myself about how dumb I am last night. Last night. So Jordan and I had a few drinks. And then Jordan started the beautiful time of the month. You know, it was just, that might be TMI. Is there a better way I can say that? I think the beautiful time of the month is something that could be on a shirt. So sure, we're going to keep it that way. And so, but it's like, you know, the hormones through the roof. We had a couple drinks, and then we had Chinese food, all right? Nothing against the Chinese people, but your food doesn't mix well when you are on the verge of nausea beforehand, okay? So it didn't help, so she got sick, and she was like, dude, when it is that time, when it is that time, I got three baby girls to take care of, dude, and that just is what it is. Like, (laughs) that's just how my life has been forever. I just know that. So I get the girls to bed, and then she's like, mm, babe, I'm so sick. Like, I need an ice pack. I'm so sick. Will you come lay next to me? And it's like, yeah. Like, that's always been one of those things that I do. I take care of her when she feels like that. And so I go in. I lay next to her in bed, and, you know, all I'm trying to do is just calm her down. And I just, like, start tickling her back and tickling her arm, and she's literally like, oh. I feel so bad. You know, I got her some Tums. I'm trying to just, I'm just like, I know that if she falls asleep, she might be able to sleep through it. It might not be great sleep, but whatever. I'm just trying to make her feel better. And I'm laying there and I tickle her and we're silent and it's been quiet for like three minutes. I've been tickling her for about three minutes. And in my brain, the guy came out for a split second that's the thing about those thoughts all right ladies don't hold us accountable for our friggin thoughts we are just wired to be dumb fucking cavemen deviants all right we're just wired that way we can't even help the thought because i'd be lying if i told you that i didn't have the thought of while i'm tickling her to be like i wonder if in 20 minutes this will have alleviated enough for me to make a move and maybe we could have sex what's wrong with men (laughs) that's and i'm laying there that thought goes across the front of my brain and I'm laying next to her and I go fuck and she was like what and I was like nothing baby and she's like are you laughing at me and I was like no baby I'm not I'm 
I'm not laughing at you. She goes, you got to tell me what the hell you just laughed at because that's not fair. And I was like, you want to know what I laughed at? I'm fucking dumb. And she was like, what? What'd you do? And I was like, oh, I just thought about the fact that maybe you'll feel better in 20 minutes and we can have sex. And she goes, yeah, that's pretty fucking dumb. I was like, yeah, men are stupid, dude. But we mean well, okay? We mean well. Oh, shit. I got a review this last, I think, two weeks ago that said male-oriented podcast, and I was like, I never thought that it would be that, considering we're... Is it? Is it a male-oriented... Is it just because I'm a guy that it's a male-oriented podcast? Or do ladies like to listen to it because you want to know what we're thinking? You want to know where our brain's at. You want to know what's on the up and up. I got that review, and I liked it because your man's all about reviews. Yeah. Hey, but speaking of which, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, please go review the podcast. Shout out to the homie Brandon who said that uh, everything you need in 60 minutes. Hey. Sit the fuck down. Um, I loved your interview on Real Ones, though. It's the most genuine I've ever seen you be. So, so let's talk about this date that my wife and I went on, okay? Now... It was her idea, okay? Now, let me, let, me, let me give you a little backstory, all right? Let me give you a little backstory here. Um, my wife's favorite movie from the time that she was like eight, inappropriate, from the time that she was like eight is Legally Blonde, all right? Reese Witherspoon, Reese Without Her Spoon, whether or not Reese has her spoon, Legally Blonde is her favorite movie, okay? So much so that now, in my adult life, as a 30-year-old man, been with this woman for 10 years, I have now watched Legally Blonde, too many times. And I don't know how many times that is. I would say, you know, let's give a realistic number. Let's not even make a joke. If you've seen Legally Blonde over 10 times, it's too many times. Okay? Reese Witherspoon could be your favorite actress. It's too many times to see Legally Blonde. I've seen Legally Blonde somewhere around 75 times. So she texts me one day while I'm at work. This was probably three months ago. And she just, it's just a screenshot. And it's a promo for our local theater talking about Legally Blonde the musical okay legally blonde the musical now here's the thing i love doing things with my wife i don't care what it is she's my best friend anywhere we go we're gonna have fun it could be a funeral we're gonna have a blast so i was like all right yeah fucking buy him let's go let's go to legally blonde the musical okay so it's time then suddenly the uh last weekend it might have been last weekend my last friday i think it was got home from work got dressed babysitter came over Girls were like, girl, by the way, girls are still on that. All right, babysitter's here. We like her more than you. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. Dynamic still breaks my heart. It's all good. So we leave. We go get some Thai food. First time eating at this Thai food restaurant. It was great. We're having fun. We're chatting. We're doing the whole listening in on conversation shit that we do. You know, it's just a beautiful night out. And if you have, and if you have new kids, you know how special these moments are. Okay, you know how special it is to get those five hours of time on a date together to just enjoy each other's company and remind each other of how much you love that person. It's just a beautiful time. And if you have new kids and you haven't done that, fucking do that for sure. Okay, remind yourself of why that person is your favorite person constantly. Side note. All right. So we go, we get Thai food and then we go to Legally Blonde the musical. Now, dude. <sighs> It, 
I mean, obviously the split was about 90-10. So 90% women, 10% guys. Of those 90% women, 65% of them were blonde. It's like, okay. You know, it's not about you, but, you know. So the split's there. We watch the show. It's a musical. It's a lot of singing. It's, you know, good product. The, the theater itself is beautiful. The show was absolutely fucking outstanding. Dude, oh, I we laughed the whole time, dude. I smiled the whole time. I had such a good time. It was such a party, dude. It was such a party. Oh my God, oh my God, you guys. That was the opening song, okay? That was the opening song. If you know how Legally Blonde opens and Elle has the date with Warner where you find out that she breaks up with him, you know? Where you, or where you find out that he dumps her ass and sends her off on this trajectory to be a better version of herself and by learning to herself and learning that she doesn't need a man, but she had to, she needed a man to get her there, but then she realized that she could do this all on her own and she's better than what he ex- the expectation that she was holding to her. Whatever, I digress. I don't want to ruin the whole story for you, but it was, you know, that was the opening song, and for the next week, I've been, oh my God, oh my God, you guys. It was so fun, dude. It was so fucking fun. Ladies, side note, if you take your man to one of these things, Okay, Jordan kept checking on me like during funny parts. She would look at me not for validation, but to see if I was laughing. She would check me during the intermission. She goes, are you having fun? I was like, I'm having a fucking great time. She goes, I just uh, I get nervous because I don't want you to just be like having fun because you know how badly I want to be here. And I was like, baby, this is an amazing show. Okay, baby. You want me to be as blatantly honest as possible at the risk of you losing a little bit of respect for me? You want me you want to, you want me to do that? She goes, "Yes." I go, "I want to be in Legally Blonde 2 the musical." Okay? I want to fucking try out, dude. <laughs> I don't even know what characters are in that one. All right? I'll be the You know what? I'll be I know that in Legally Blonde 2, Bruiser the little dog turns out to be gay, and he's gay with, like, some big-ass Rottweiler. I'll play the fucking Rottweiler, dude. I don't give a shit. I want to be in Legally Blonde 2, the musical. That shit was so fun, dude. It was so fun. Now, ladies, side note. If you take your man to one of these things, hopefully you got a fun guy who just is down for a fucking good time no matter what, and he doesn't have that ego straight guy pride in him. You know, that, like, I wouldn't be caught fucking dead. Hopefully he can just have a good time. But if you take your man to one of these things, and it's during the intermission or before the show and before you go get your seats you go get a drink and that drink is a theme of legally blonde the musical so what color is that drink hot pink what's that drink called the bend and snap does he get one of course sounds tasty okay if you decide to go to the bathroom all right hustle it up i understand it's a 90 percent women at this show so the line to the bathroom is going to be a little bit egregious. But just know that if you leave your man alone holding a hot pink drink, standing in a sea of women, he's going to be so aggressively, viscerally <laughs> uncomfortable because at one point or another, every single human in the room So about 150 people, 300 eyes, fast math, that's what I do, will have looked upon him with three things, 
All right. Attraction, that's about 1% of the eyes. 1% of the eyes you go. And, and, there's, and there's ways to think about this from my standpoint. This is what I got, dude. 1% attraction. Okay. There's like three girls that looked me up and down and I was like, put the pieces together. Go into your intelligence side of your brain and put the pieces together real fast. Am I here as a single guy? Ipso facto by myself. Put the pieces together. Okay? Now let's push those off to the side because that's 1%. The other 99% will look at them with concern. <laughs> because, okay, he's got, he's got black jeans on that fit him. They're not too tight. He's got sneakers on. He's got some like Reebok Nano sneakers on, not a fancy dresser, this guy. They're black, so they match the jeans. And then he's got a long sleeve black t-shirt on that also fits him just fine. It's an extra large, just not too tight. He's not showing anything off. And he's got a black hat on. But he's got that hot pink drink in his hand. Maybe he's trying to fit in. Is he a shooter? That's one. That's about 40% of the looks. That's about 40% of the looks. There's the 1% attraction. There's the 40% contempt and worry and making sure, keep your eyes on this fucking guy because he has ulterior motives. He definitely doesn't belong here. I don't know why he's here. And then the other 59% is contempt. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Like 59% of them were looking at me with this, hey, fuck you, look. like, And I'm like standing there. The straw, of course, the straw on the bend and snap is like one of those tiny, 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 tiny fucking cocktail straws, but the cup is a fucking 16 ouncer. So I'm literally just sipping out of a pink straw, trying to avoid all fucking eye contact at all, all possible, at all possible. Standing dead center of a room where at one point or another, every single person looked at me and I'm just like, wipe, you know? I'm just standing out there like waiting for Jordan like, babe, fuck it. Pinch it off. I don't know what you're doing, but you're really leaving me out to fucking dry. But regardless, it was a fucking blast. It was a party and a half, dude. It was a party and a half. And I just want to say huge ups to the cast of Legally Blonde. Okay? Here they are. Don't know their names, but I'm going to put their pictures right there because I'm sure that there's a screenshot online somewhere. Oh, another thing I was going to talk about. I got freaking tweeted at. Shout out to Ashley. I mean, Jesus. Ashley, how many times has your name been brought up in this podcast? Because you're my busty. You're my homie. You know, what's up? What's up? Gang, gang. Probably going to get a shot for that. And then, so Ashley tweeted at me and she brought up Isaac's Loop. Dude, I never talked about Isaac's Loop, I don't think. Dude, I told you about the Honda. Okay? I told you about the Honda where my dad removed the back bumper. You remember that one? And then he blamed me. That was a fun story. Dude, this Honda was sick as shit, I abused this car. I ab It was the perfect first fucking beater car to have. I abused this car. Did I have how to e-brake and drift in a 1994 Honda Accord down to a T? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I could drift corners like a motherfucker. Another thing I could do is there is this place called Isaac's Loop. You drive probably five miles out of town from our little small town in Idaho. You'd probably drive five miles out of town and then you take a right and then it's literally from that point on is a straight line and right when you turn it's very very low traffic not a lot of people the only thing you're going to see out there is like a fucking tractor or something but you're going to be able to see it coming from like a mile off now dude right when you make the turn you floor it 
you floor it. Now, it's a 1994 Honda Accord, so you got to give it a minute. It'll get there, but it gets there. So you get up, to, you break that 100 miles per hour range by the time you're coming up this hill. So the goal is to get the car as fast as you possibly can in about a half mile before you get to the crest of this hill because this just goes straight up and you have that bitch floored. So if you, ha- if you hit 90 by the time you hit the bottom of the hill, you're going to stay in 90. Okay, but if you only hit 74 at the bottom of that hill, you're going to stay at 74. Not as fun, but I had that shit dialed. I knew I knew that if you accelerated into the turn, you had another 10 feet to play with. So I had that bitch floored going into the corner. We would take lunch breaks and we would go do Isaac's loop. Ashley and all the homies just rolling. We were just rolling deep in the Honda and I would turn and we would floor it. And it's stories like this that make me have heart attacks about my children being bigger, whatever. If we would floor it, though, and you come to the crest of this hill, and the thing about, or not the crest of this hill, you come at the base of this hill, and you climb, 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 and the thing about this hill is it crests and drops, so you could literally get motherfucking air if you hit it correctly, okay? It wasn't an easy transition into a drop. It was like a, okay, hill's done. Hill's done drop so you're just like and uh, you know your stomachs would drop and you're going fucking crazy and everybody's laughing and have a good time because your kids and nothing matters all right you're young and everything is everything you do is stupid and a bad decision it was a party she reminded me of that and i was like i can't believe i've never thought about isaac's loop before i can't believe i missed that story when i was telling the honda stories back like in 30 episodes ago you know I can't believe I never told the story about how I smacked a fence post because I was drifting in the rain in town. I was drifting in the rain, and I pulled the e-brake, and I went to drift around a corner, overturned, and dropped the e-brake, but too late. I was already sliding too friggin' aggressively, and I just smacked the bumper. Good thing it was already gone against a, like, 4 by 4 fence post. I was just sticking out of the ground. That happened. Oh, dude. Okay, so I dated this girl. Um, super religious girl that I dated, super, super sweet, uh, woman and woman, like we were kids when we were dating. Now she's a woman. Now she's, has a husband and kids and a beautiful family. It's uh, beautiful. But back in the day, kids, stupid dude had to take her on a double date for our first date. Okay. So she was super religious, had to take her on a double date. She's the one, I don't know if I ever told you, I definitely told this story for sure. So you can go back and find that story if you haven't heard it, but I dated her and I was going to be her first boyfriend. She was not my first girlfriend, but I had to interview with her father and her father threatened to shoot me. Fun fact, but now, and I thought that was the craziest shit. Now having two girls, not that fucking crazy, dude. (laughs) I re- <laughs> oh fuck everything comes full circle dude everything comes full circle i'm pretty sure even like two years ago when i told that story i was like no because i had gracie at that point because first episode of this podcast is the birth story i don't even remember how i capped it off but i remember thinking like this is ridiculous like having to do this interview with this guy and you know him teaching me what petting was. Oh, just say it. Just, I don't need to know. I don't need to add to my repertoire for what I already know what this word means. I have a repertoire, a vernacular that I can associate with this word. 
Sign me up for a vocabulary fucking B, okay? Sign me up for a vocab B. Not a spelling B, a vocab one. But you're just adding to my repertoire. Now I'm going to take heavy petting, and I'm going to put that in the back pocket for later when I have a podcast when I'm 30. So she was the one that I dated where I had to interview with her dad in order to go on a date with her, and then our first date had to be a double date, all right? And I don't even remember what we did. Might have went to a movie. I'm not sure. It was really, really cute. It was nice. I had been in kind of like uh aggressive relationships before that aggressive sounds so hostile i don't mean aggressive i just mean they're very highly they were sexually charged relationships before this girl so she was like a breath of fresh air in terms of like when you're first starting out holding hands is exciting you know it like brought it all the way back to like middle school level not that our relationship was like a middle school relationship i just mean like when you, when it's just available to you, nothing is exciting, really, okay? But when you know that this person's trust is so fundamental that, like, physical contact is, like, a barrier for them, you know, or there's something that they hold sacred, you know, this is really getting convoluted. All I'm saying is we had to double date on our first date. Off the rails. We had to double date on our first date. And I was like, okay, this is dumb, but all right, let's get it done. I respect her, so I respect the wishes of her father. And so I took her on a double date. Now, I'm in, I'm in like respectful VJ mode during this relationship, you know? I'm not crossing boundaries, but you better, your sweet ass, I'm still showing off. <laughs> I'm still a cocky fucking asshole, okay? Still taking her out on a date. In the 94 Honda Accord without a back bumper on it. Pretty sure it had a Reservoir Dogs wrestling sticker all over the back window. Douche. You know? Pretty sure. But took her out on the date. I think we were coming home from the date. I think we had done the date and we were leaving and we were... And when you're from a small town, if you want to go on a date, you got to go to the big city that's 20 minutes away that has a population of 40,000 people. Okay? <laughs> you got to go over there. So we're on our way home. And as you, like, leave the city through this one place, you, like, take this turn. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's pull the e-brake. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Let's show her what's up. You... <laughs> Go ahead and f let's go ahead and flex what's under the hood of this bad boy. <laughs> you know what's going to get her real fired up about me? <laughs> Let her watch. Let her watch me drift my 1994 Honda Accord that my grandma gave me. Hey, I know we're taking things slow. But let's hurry this along. Watch this. <laughs> you like that maroon paint color? I know the bumper's gone. My dad did that. <laughs> so we're going, we're going around the corner. And I fucking e-brake it out of nowhere, by the way. Out of nowhere, like I'm going to surprise everybody in the car. <laughs> and uh, drift it, and I hear the dunk. 
I popped the back left tire. <laughs> so it went from these motherfuckers don't know how what's about to happen to slowly pulling off to the side of the road, hopping out of the car and throwing a donut on it and driving home at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> First date. Dated that girl for a very long time. She's a sweet. She's a sweetheart. I mean, she's she's you know, she's one of those that she deserved better than who I was at that time in my life. That's for sure. That's for sure. She deserved, she had her P's and Q's lined up. So the fact that that didn't work out, obviously only for the better for all parties involved. <laughs> I was such a fuck. I was such a fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh and what oh i got one more thing i got one more thing to tell you guys that happened since we since we last spoke about a conversation that i had with my boss now my boss is of the older generation my boss is also the softest not softest he, he's a soft-hearted man all right he's not he's not down with the times you know he's not he's a good person i should say let's put it that way he's a good person you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of good people in my life. And then you got me, a, a basic mental degenerate who just gets to be surrounded by amazing human beings. And it's like, that's not fair, but whatever. That's a, that's a side topic we can talk about. He's a good person. And he also doesn't cuss just out of like a decision that he made, you know, whether that's like his relationship with God, who he wants to be as a person, how he wants to, what he deems is appropriate. He just doesn't cuss, right? Now you got me, Johnny, uh, I'll say the fuck word over anything, you know? Like, it could, like he could say something like, my daughter's pregnant again. And I'll be like, fuck yeah. Just so disrespectful. But it's just like, that's just like how I talk. So it's like, and he knows that too. He knows that too. It's not like he gets offended when I cuss. He just, he's not one of those. He's not one of those that it's like, I've never smoked weed, and if you smoke weed, you're a loser. He's like, I don't cuss, say everything you want. So he's one of those. But sometimes he'll say certain things that make me cry laughing so hard, and this week he threw his back out, okay? Now, if he came into work and he said, I threw my back out, would that be a story that I tell on this podcast? Would that be up to the standard? No, it wouldn't be. So why am I telling this story? He comes limping in one morning and I goes, and I go, what's, what's going on there, man? What's, what's up? And he goes, I got my back blown out yesterday. <laughs> now, for my older generation that might not know what that means, I'm going to tell you by telling you the story of this. Okay. So I start dying laughing. And he goes, I know, I'm getting older. Not why I'm laughing, dude. <laughs> Not why I'm laughing. Now, we got this new kid that started working for us. Kid. I mean, I think he's 24. He's not a kid. But I'm saying, like, he, we brought him in to be uh, on our sales team. And, you know, I've been training him in. But he's 24. He's of that generation that knows what getting your back blown out means. He knows what Riz is. Okay? Now, the only reason I know what Riz is is because I have a lot of younger siblings. Okay? I'm not, I'm not here <laughs> the antithesis of the Gatman the Rizzler, okay? I just know this vernacular. A, you know, I consume stupid-ass content sometimes, and 
I have a lot of younger siblings, so I know what these words mean. So Alex hears him say he got his black bone out, blown out, and Alex starts dying laughing at the same time that I start dying laughing. And our boss is like, what? What? And I'm like, I'm like Alex, you want to take this one? And he's like, nope, all you, boss. And I was like, okay, man. Now, here's the thing. I already told you that this guy doesn't like to cuss. So I immediately think, what's the funniest way to present this situation? You know, let's do it in a way that he would appreciate, which is as respectful as possible. So that's what I tell him. I go, man, I'm going to say this in the most respectful way possible. All right. As respectful as I could possibly be. A girl is bent over and he goes, oh, gosh. (laughs) And I was like, and the guy is just absolutely putting in work. He's like, okay. And I was like, she is getting her back blown out. (laughs) And he was like, okay, okay. And I was like, you see why you don't say that? And he goes, yep, yep. Cut to 30 minutes later. We're standing up to leave the office to go out into the warehouse to check on some stuff that we want to sell. And he goes, I got to try my hardest never get my back blown out again. And I said, stop. (laughs) And he's laughing. And I'm like, listen. Do you understand that it's not the guy getting his back blown out? And he goes, oh, I thought it was the guy getting his back blown out. I said, no, the one getting their back blown out is the receiver. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, yeah. So what's his name? And he goes, oh, gosh. And I go, no, 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 no. You said you got your back blown out. I explained to you what getting your back blown out is. And you said, I'm going to try not to get my back blown out again. After you understood what it meant. So what's his name? <laughs> and that's just a little fun side story for you. That's just a little the, the happenstance that, ha- that happened this week. And it, yeah. So, yeah. Also, a quick little one, one, one other little side story. Here's the thing, dude. This is going to be full of a lot of side stories. I mean, we're already... We're already cruising right along in this podcast. We should have jumped to unqualified dad advice a second ago, but it is what it is. We haven't chatted in a while, and we're vibing on the couch. How cool is it that we just get to hang out on my couch together? You know, you don't have to sit on my lap. You can sit over there. This is a whole ass sectional because I got that fucking 1994 Honda Accord hand-me-down grandma money. You know what I mean? So I forgot to say, when we got Lottie the Crocs, for the first time, Gracie picked out her first pair of shoes and they are the tackiest, gaudiest, frozen-themed, light-up shoes. And I am so obsessed with them because she picked them. It was hilarious. Jordan's, Jordan's bringing over to her, like, Nikes. Like, Nikes with a strap and shit. Like, shit that would look so cool. And we're walking through this shoe, this shoe store, and we're just shopping. Jordan's taking her to all, like, I'm like, we're going to spend $85 on a fucking pair of shoes. What are you doing? And she was like, she needs a pair. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Fuck. She's going to grow out of them in a month, but usually I'm not the one that cares about this. But for some reason, it's me. And for some reason today, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Usually it's flip. Usually it's flip-flop, but whatever. You're going through your period. So... Because this was two days ago. So she, uh, <laughs> we're walking down the aisles and Gracie, we're like, do you like these? And she goes, yeah. And Joe's like, you want to try them on? You want to try them on? And she just kind of like, she isn't like obsessed with any of them. And we wanted her to like 
like the shoes that she got, you know? So we're trying to get them, like, excited. Like, there's some pink cheetah print ones, some bands, stuff like that. And we're walking. And then, lo and behold, in the frost blue box with Anna and Elsa precariously perched on the side of it for all at her eye level height, she gasps in the store gasps to the point that it like startled jordan and i because we're just all walking down the aisle she's right behind us and she goes huh and we're i was like what she goes anna elsa anna and elsa and, and i turned to jordan and jordan's like no and i was like oh it's over because jordan wanted her to have some stylish kicks and i was like no 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 it's over so she has you remember the slap bracelets you remember the ones that had like that weird material on them where it was like uh, reflective, but a color, you know, it's like, it's like a reflective changes shine as you move it around. It's that frost blue with sparkles on it, high top with a strap with Anna and Elsa on the side and a snowflake on the laces and it lights up when you walk and she loves them. So I love them. They are the best shoes, dude. They are the best shoes. We went to Costco right after we went to the shoe store because it's just time. Like both of the girls needed new shoes. So <laughs> we're at Costco. Lottie's in her hot pink Crocs and Gracie's in her high top frozen sneakers. And Gracie's sitting inside of the cart and we pull up to this one place. We're going to get something off the shelves at Costco at this one place and we're about and the cart is about four feet away from this woman who's like 70 and she's on the phone talking and she turns and she sees our girls and she goes well aren't you guys just the cutest things you know because my kids are fucking cute and Gracie doesn't skip a beat she's sitting down in the cart and the, the lady goes aren't you guys just the cutest things and Gracie goes look at my shoes <laughs> Like fucking two years old, biting at the bit for someone to engage with her. Just can't fucking wait to be talked to about what the fuck is on her feet. Hasn't stopped thinking about it for a millisecond since they went on her feet. Hasn't had a separate thought from, there's Anna and Elsa on my motherfucking sneakers, dad. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. We're looking at her in the rear view mirror of the car. And we have, like, the headrest mirrors so we can see both of them from the front of the car. And I'm just, like, looking at her in the mirror. And she's just literally in her car seat like this. Just fucking... Just both feet up. Back and forth looking at her shoes. <laughs> just can't fucking get it over it. Literally taking her hand and smacking the bottom so that they light up again. <laughs> Has it missed a thought about that? First, first person that engages her was she has the shoes on. Look at these. Have you fucking ever, have you fucking ever seen something like that? <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I missed you, Cubs. Let's do some unqualified dad advice, huh? I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of uncomfortable. My couch is too deep. Like, I guarantee when I go to edit this episode, I'm going to look at the angle and I'm going to be like, well, that's the most unflattering angle ever. I'm just like slunked back. I have zero posture. We're all slouching ass bitches today because we're chilling on the couch, okay? I'm just like, oh, God, I know that the angle is not going to be great on this, but you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Let's do some unqualified dad advice. And we're not even going to scroll and stop because right when I clicked in, immediately a banger, dude. 
the most immediate banger title I've ever fucking seen. And let's we're going to jump right into this because how would this be on an advice column? Everything seems like it would be pretty cut and dry. The title of it is A Friend of Mine Got a Swastika Tattoo. Oh! Oh, what? Friend of mine got a swastika tattoo. Retitle it. Former. Former friend of mine got a swastika tattoo. Okay. And also don't write advice. All advice is laid out. Hey, here's the deal. You get a swastika tattoo? I don't know you anymore. <laughs> no, it's actually a part of my family history. No, it's not. No, it's not. Put an end at the end of that. It was so serious. No, it's not. We both are 15 and guys. Oh, fuck, dude. Where's your parents? Where's your parents? Holy shit. I'm in, dude. I'm fucking, I'll bite. Let's play. We both are 15 and guys. We played soccer together. He got a swastika tattoo. So to the fucking point. I don't know where he got it from. It's on his shoulder, so people don't know yet. His parents also don't know. Should I tell anyone? That's the end. That's the end of it. Listen, man, he's he's kind of set himself up, dude. It's over for him. The best thing you could do is separate as aggressively and as quickly as possible. He made his choices. He made his bed. He gonna lie in it. He planted the seeds that will come to fruition. And other parables of the sort. He, let's make it hyper aggressive, okay? Let's make it hyper aggressive. If you found out your friend killed somebody, but nobody knew yet, you can you can hang out with them. You can be your buddy still, you know. All I'm saying is swastika tattoo on the shoulder. Fast forward three to seven years, murderer, you know. A hundred percent of hate crime, but murderer nonetheless. He's going to see someone with pigmentation and go to prison forever, okay? Separate yourself from this. I got to see what these... I mean, I'm sure the comments are just hot and bothered. Top comment, I think you need to tell your parents and then let the adults handle this. I'm concerned that someone has tattooed a 15-year-old with a swastika. Also a good point. Oh, such a good point. How did I not think about that? Who did it? That would be illegal in more than one way where I live. Are you sure it's a real tattoo? And then the original poster says, yes. And then that guy goes, how do you know it's real? Did you lick your finger, rub it, and say, damn, it doesn't come off? Well, that's a hyper-invasive question to ask a 15-year-old. Okay. Sounded more like a kink than anything else. A Nazi would do the tattoo. That's true. That's true. So be careful of what circles your friends are running in if they're running in circles outside of your friend group. That's what we can all gain from that, you know? I would say don't get a swastika tattoo, but we know that. We already knew that one. Okay. Next post. Getting married in two weeks. Unique New York. Unique New York. I'm a small potato. I'm a small potato. Getting married in two weeks, having second thoughts. Basically, I, this is from a 24-year-old woman, and she is getting married to a 24-year-old guy, okay? Basically, I am supposed to get married in two weeks to my fiancé, 
redundant. We have been together since we were 17 and got engaged at 23. We bought a house together at 22. Mortgage is in my name. Next step, getting married. Felt right at the time, but now I'm having second thoughts. My partner tends to focus on petty details and not the big picture, and I feel it is preventing us from reaching common goals. Every day now feels like an argument. And it just keeps getting worse. He's very critical, and I try to fix what is wrong where he complains about something, but never the same way when I have an issue. Plus, his dad is getting out of prison soon for murdering his baby sister as a child. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Why do you gotta... Why you gotta left field us like that? Why you gotta come... Why you got to talk about like I'm having cold feet straight into this fucking just the just the deepest family trauma. I'm trying to have a silly time. Fucking episode back. I missed two weeks and here we are. Gosh. Yeah, this is about me. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Okay. Plus his dad is getting out of prison for murdering his baby sister as a child. And I don't know. The way he's changed and seeing how his family is just happy to have the guy home and not thinking about how the situation is terrible is just rubbing me the wrong way. I feel like he was raised by careless people and will continue to be careless and not see the bigger picture. I'm trying to build something right now on YouTube and TikTok, but he just keeps mocking me. He's my biggest supporter sometimes and also my biggest critic sometimes. At this point, I don't even hate him. I'm just apathetic. Like, what's the point of all this? What should I do? Every time I try to talk, it turns out to a fight or he excuses it on his dad getting out soon. I mean, the layers, the layers. I'm just a guy chilling on his couch wearing a fucking CrossFit sweatshirt with a hat that's frayed ever so slightly in the front on a podcast talking about silly things and my daughter's shoes and suddenly you're going to come in with the heavy hitters, okay? I mean, let me attempt to put myself in both sides of the situation here, okay? Now, coming from a person who, in comparison to this, had a very boring and normal childhood, okay? In comparison to this, Jesus Christ. So egregious to call yourself Jesus Christ. And so... Didn't mean it. I take it back. I'm sorry. So the full scope is you're 24. You've been with this guy for seven years. His dad has been in prison for killing his sister. And then his dad's getting out right about the same time that you guys are going to get married, which is just crazy. So you got the added stress of that. I have no idea how it's affecting him. But if it was me, I'd be a little nervous that daddy's coming home. You know, I'd be a little bit nervous. How haven't you left the fucking state? How haven't you moved out of the state? How haven't you rejected your entire childhood? You know, just that whole fucking thing. My stomach is in knots for some reason, and I don't really know what to say. Let's talk about the YouTube and TikTok thing real fast to get it out of the way because it's the only thing that I can kind of fucking relate to. Hey, that's for you. Why does he need to support you in something? You know, don't gas it up to him. Just do your thing. You think that I go upstairs and I tell Jordan, I dropped a fucking heater YouTube short yesterday, babe. She gives a fuck about that. No, this is my thing. This is my side hobby. This is the stuff that I like to do. You know, I like to do the podcast. This is episode 95 of the podcast. My wife hasn't listened to it. Don't worry. She'll listen to it after I'm off. All right. She'll, she'll backlog my voice 
for when that day comes. Okay. But this is like my thing. So just have it be your thing. She doesn't support or criticize this because she understands fully that she doesn't have a grasp on what it is. And I understand fully that she doesn't have a grasp on what it is. So it, does, it wouldn't matter if she was, uh, had content towards it because I'd be like, maybe I'd gaslight her. I'd be like, baby, you don't understand <laughs> because she doesn't, she doesn't even have a Facebook y'all. So to that one, uh, it's not his, uh, uh, you shouldn't care if he supports you or not. Just do your thing and try to make it successful. That that is as simple as that. So take that one off the table. Okay. Second thing, um, everyone gets a little snippy and stressed out as a wedding approaches. That's kind of just what weddings do. Because guess what? You're not flipping a chapter in your life. You're closing the book on your old life and opening a new book. All right. And the finality of that and the oper- or the potential of the future it feels heavy that's why you got to make sh- damn certain that there's something about this person that's special now here's another thing love and infatuation should be reversed i think like when we're first in a relationship where we become infatuated with the person especially from a guy's standpoint i'm not 100% sure how it is with the ladies but i know that from a guy's standpoint it's like we get obsessed we're just like oh every, every anything i could do to date her anything i could do to spend time with her uh, everything she does is amazing and then you get that opportunity and then you start dating and then you fall in love and you're in love with that and then somewhere down the road a lot of guys forget that they loved the little quirks that now irritate them or drive them nuts and shit like that yeah it's because it's supposed to be reversed you know as we've as we've said in the past love is effort so lovers effort in it's not a feeling feelings don't fucking matter I feel like as a man, your position with your wife, you should obsess over your wife. You should be obsessed with your wife. And you should also lead the family and like make strong decisions and be like a strong unit for your family and your wife. And your wife, through you being that way about her and towards her and for her, should respect you. And in saying these things, I'm answering your question. It sounds like he is a little bit too wrapped up with what he's got going on. Maybe it's not smart to have the wedding right now with how volatile everything is. I would legitimately recommend marriage counseling if you guys haven't done it. That way you can both speak your grievances to another person and with each other without the immediate threat of the defenses going up because, you know, daddy's coming home. I'm sure his defenses are at an all-time high. So it's like, it's like, is it the way he's acting and everything he's saying? Should it be taken with a grain of salt? You don't know until you know. So you got to have tough conversations with this because you definitely don't want to just be like, oh my God, let's just get through this wedding and then everything will be better. No, 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 because nothing got resolved. You got to resolve shit before you put a permanent stamp on it. And it just is what it is. Now, to you, yourself, do the counseling thing. I recommend that highly. Get canceling from a good person. But also to you yourself, make sure that you're not just throwing all the blame on him just in case you're doing the red versus blue thing. Like if you look around the room and you see, uh, find the red things in the room, give you 10 seconds and you close your eyes and say, okay, list those blue, list those red things. And then you list those things and I say, okay, how many blue things did you see? 
that whole that whole concept. Make sure that you're not also to the point of stressed and nervous about this decision, that you're not only hyperfixating on the potential negative things that be going on. Make sure that you're not putting so much pressure on your day-to-day situation that you are also adding to the problem. Try to be a rectifier for the problem and try to work through your problems. And I know it's like, that's so simplistic and it's deeper than that. It starts there. It's just another human. It's just another person. And not only is it just another person, it's another person that you're supposed to have love and have their back and be, you're supposed to love that person like you love yourself. So that's what a husband and wife is. So if you aren't and you're being dismissive to either emotions or things and you're adding pressure to the pot, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not meaning to devalidate everything that you laid out here. I'm just saying perspective is a huge game changer in life. So double check your own perspective. If you double checked it and you're like, no, it's really been contentious, do marriage counseling. And have him go to therapy. His dad killed his sister. God. Can't end on that one. Scroll. I'm desperate for advice. Four exclamation points. How do I tell this guy I don't want to sleep with him anymore? And then the first line is, I am 16, so I am going to scroll past that. Would it be creepy if I followed my supervisor on Instagram? I was on a local Instagram page, and I saw my supervisor had liked one of their posts. Would it be weird if I followed them? No, they liked your post. Go ahead and get that ass. That was the entire context of the situation, and that's my response. Next one. Scroll. Stop. How do I get health insurance at 20? I don't know. My wife does it. Scroll. Stop. Need advice about my 12-year, 12, almost 13-year-old son. Okay. My son has moderate to severe ADHD. I mean, a fucking, a fucking medication commercial. Is it moderate or severe? If you have moderate or severe rheumatoid arthritis, (laughs) which one is it? But you put it in a post. So my son has moderate to severe ADHD. ADHD. He is about a year behind in mental maturity. I have also, based off of what? Based off of a fucking book? Based off of what a fucking random fucking doctor said? Come on. You got to give your kids more fucking respect than that. You got to give your kids more respect than the charts. Listen, I can already tell that I'm about to get fired up about this one. I'm going to reel it back, and we're going to end this on hopefully a little more lighthearted and positive note. Let's do this one. Let's see if we can finish this one correctly. He is about a year behind in mental mental maturity. I have also seen that he is a pretty innocent when it comes to all things sexual and being interested in a girl. Okay, he's 12. Chill. I have noticed when he ne- needs help with certain things, like making sure he is taking a proper shower. I would go into the bathroom and help him wash his scalp better because he is like me and has scalp psoriasis. I will also make sure he is washing his armpits good because he can really smell, so I just want to help him and make sure he is taking a good shower, basically. But here is the awkward advice part. I am noticing that since he has been going through puberty, he started to wake up with a boner. The times I have gone into the bathroom when he has one, I make an excuse to just have him do it himself that day. Should I just let him do it 100% on his own, or am I neglecting to make sure he is getting clean? Any feedback or ideas would be great. It's just very awkward to witness it as his mom. Here's the deal. I'm going to say this as non-condescendingly as possible. How you do one thing is how you do everything. How you parent one thing is how you're going to parent everything. 
you're going to hold his hand through a shower because you haven't given him the trust to do certain things. Maybe he's a year behind because you hold his hand through homework. How is he going to grow on schedule or even potentially ahead of schedule if you allow autonomy if he always knows that mommy's going to come do it? Sure, it's a shower here, but it's probably everything else that you don't think about. So the discussion isn't, should I give my son a shower because he went through puberty and now he gets boners in the morning and it makes me uncomfortable? The conversation should be, if I feel like my son isn't taking an in-depth enough shower, I need to lay out reasons on why it's important to take an in-depth shower. Maybe you've done that. Keep hammering at home. Don't just do it yourself. Autonomy. You know how important autonomy is for children? You know how important autonomy is for a five-year-old? I'm already to the point where I let Gracie like wash certain parts of herself. She's two. I've already taught her how to brush her teeth appropriately, how to hit every single tooth. And I'm not going in there going like, did you get it good enough? Did you like, let's make sure, let's make sure. I sit there and I watch her do it. But she's also two. The only thing that I double check is after she wipes her ass because I didn't want to have her walking around with fucking streak marks, but also she's two. I'm saying you need to release the control in all aspects and mostly the shower. I could go into a whole psych breakdown on how I feel about this, about the fact that you, from the jump try to pave the way to this conversation by saying your son has moderate to severe ADHD and uh, he's, he's a year behind, like you're giving him all these, uh, you're trying to cushion people's reactions by laying groundwork about your son that weakens your son in people's mind. That way, when you say the thing that is an obvious answer, hopefully it's not met with any sort of contradiction because you've enabled the victim response from people. Like when people have when people have sympathy towards others, it's because they feel bad for them in some capacity. So you are just belittling your son to us immediately and you think that you're just no no no, I'm just explaining his situation so that you don't meet this too hard. No 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 no. That's what you think you're doing. You're victimizing your kid and how is your kid ever going to grow up? strong and mature and proud of themselves and have a level of autonomy and trust within their own capabilities if you constantly enable them constantly jump in and take care of whatever fucking problem there is even if it's taking a shower and this entire post makes me want to like point the mirror directly around at you i mean have you heard of the concept of the devouring mother the devouring mother is like codependent and consumes their children something like she seeks fulfillment uh i've read it it's like yeah i'll just look it up the devouring mother is codependent and consumes her children emotionally and psychologically i mean your boys just got quotes for days she seeks fulfillment through her children because the feminine feminine mystique has convinced her that her identity is inseparable from her roles as a mother check yourself The hardest part about being a parent is allowing your kids to make mistakes and fall 
but also build them up with confidence. Don't give them victim outs to anything that can be hard. And that is so one-sided, okay? And that makes some people so defensive. But remember, you're just listening to one guy on his couch and one guy's opinion. If that ruffles your feathers and it makes you pissed, maybe your defense mechanism is flaring because I called it out in a way that it hasn't been called out before. And if it's not that, what do you care? I'm just one guy, right? Leave a review. <laughs> All right, babe. That was Cheer Beard Podcast, episode 95. Had to end it with the had to end it with a heater. Had to end it with a heater. Had to end it with a little bit of reality, dude. Parenthood is fucking hard. Keep it that way. It's the only way it's gonna turn out okay. All right, babe. Go out there. Oh, and I love you. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.